I um, <clears throat> dumped my refrigerator, cleaned it out all over, and when I said he replenished more than what I had, um, he replaced it with um, fresh fruits and vegetables and and not the stuff that I had in there, but it's no room for anything. My God. So Praise being God. obedient um, to the word that you had given me, you know, I was a little shaken because I was like, I don't have money to replace this. And I said in the prophecy she didn't say, I had to have money that it was coming from me that I had to rebuy it. I had to replace it. Um, it 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 came to pass. It manifests like within two days. Um, it it was surprising to me, but um, it happened. It it. it his word came to pass. My, my. To God be all the glory. Amen. I tell you, this is not me. I'm not here for the clout. I'm here to do the work of the Lord. I know God. I know who he is. I know him for myself. Some of the things that I prophesy to you all, I've already gone through. I've already experienced. If I really told you all my life, you probably wouldn't even want to follow me because you'd be like, God, this is not real. How? If I told you how I truly live, everyone's like, no, there's no way. There's no way. It is way because God is the author and finisher of our faith. He is the Omega. He is the beginning and the end. God is real. If you don't know you and you believe in the word that cometh forth out of the prophet's mouth, the apostle, uh, anybody that God sends to you in the form of a messenger, you got to know that it is he. Don't just take any word now, because we already have been forewarned and know that there are false witnesses and false prophets out here. Hayabasandabesa. Glory be unto God, for he's worthy and worthy to be praised. For you are a handabahoshikayabaha. Glory, glory, glory. But mother, I hear that there's even more there is to come. 
there's even more that there's to come. Amen. Mm. Amen. Hmm. You have not seen the dynamics of what he can do and what he is going to do. Amen. Praise the Lord. Welcome. Ah, glory, glory, glory. Did someone say something? Is there anyone else? Praise report. I want you to um, be in prayer um, for me. Um, I'm offered another job. Um, and I will be able to be home on something. I'll be able to be home on the weekend or every night. And um, it would also give me more freedom to con- to continue fixing my house and get it completed. Be upset about that. What are the offerings? What 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 is the difference from this job? What outside of being able to be home to finish what you're what you're doing? What, what, um, go ahead. What what what's the difference in the in the job? Would you um, be, uh, would you be gaining more or would you be losing? Well, I lose some of my income, but I'm not worried about that because I will, I'm I'll be home every night, not over the road, um, for two or three weeks, and. Doing my seventy four after settling the road, setting a parking lot somewhere for two days. But um, like I say I got my own truck. Once I get it to where it needs to be, then I'll be able to uh, bring my income back up to where it was, or actually more. So, what does God say? Well, I'm waiting on an answer. Uh, to stand still and move on it. So I ain't made no decision yet. It's it's kind of an imbalance because I'm going to keep my ears open. There's an imbalance. There's kind of like a a yes-no type thing. Um, Because it wasn't easy getting where you are now. And to go backwards would be a detriment to where you're trying to go and what you're trying to achieve. So... The strongest thing that's coming to me is to stand still and let God be the glory of your salvation. 
There's a lot going on. We're getting a kohoshana. We're getting ready to go through another spiritual shifting in the climate. Even within the climate control, we've already shifted because we were in warm seasons of days. But now we're back into a coolness because everybody is trying to put on running shoes. Praise the Lord. Welcome. Thank you. Everybody's trying to put on running shoes to draw outward. And God's not calling everybody to come out in this season or to come out right now. So he's putting the brakes, he's putting the hold on his people because everybody is trying to come out so quickly. Praise the Lord. Welcome. Praise the Lord. So, I'm just hearing stand still right now. Okay. Mm-hmm. Anyone else? Praise reports. Um, any questions, dream interpretations, anything you want to bring before the Lord in prayer? Um, anything you're concerned about? I feel a few heavy hearts. This I have a dream. Mm-hmm. This, this is Tonya. Hello, everyone. God bless. Um, a couple of weeks ago, I'll say like a week and a half ago, um, well, April 29th is um, an anniversary for myself as far as the death of my triplets, my my triplet daughters. It's coming very, very soon, so I'm going through. I've been staying away and crying and just trying to deal with it on my own because I'm so used to having their dad around who passed away from cancer. So, you know, we both go through it together. We both try to, and, and it's like I'm going through it alone now. So it's kind of hard. And I had a memory box with the triplet pictures in there, along with a son that we also lost a couple of years before that. Now, out of anger, like I was telling everyone about my son, um, he threw the box in the trash can. Um, I have no pictures of nothing, no, rec- no no memories of nothing, just in my heart and in my head. Oh, God, Jesus Christ. The other day I had um, my son also lost a son as well. I lost a grandson as well. The other day I uh, woke up, I had um, a vision of a baby wrapped in a blanket on the edge of my bed, and it was there for a second, and then it was gone. But with that baby, it was light around that baby, and I just broke down and cried. So I don't know what that meant, so I've been trying to stay away because I don't want to be any, like, omened or bad or anything because I think, I don't know, with, I don't know because I haven't gotten over the death of my triplets. I don't, I'm, I've been trying. It's been, it'll be 15 years 
I, I've been trying. But it's really, really hard. So I keep seeing this baby. I keep seeing this baby. I'm sorry. I keep seeing this baby, and I don't know why. I don't know if it's me coming out of my birthing season. I don't know if it's me. I don't know if it's me getting over them. I don't know if it's me finally accepting the fact that my grandson is gone. I don't know if it's me finally forgiving my son for throwing his stuff away and I'm becoming a new. I'm so confused. So I just try to stay away because I don't want to bring a confusion spirit around anyone, and I try to deal with it on my own until it goes away. I'm sorry, Apostle. Mm. I'm going to say this first. There's nothing to be sorry about, to ever be sorry about when you're going through. And I tell you all, and I teach you all this, you don't seclude yourself off because I idle mind, empty territory is the territory conducive for the enemy. He can come in and wreak havoc any way that he can. Because, number one, you're not being covered there's no one on the line praying, and you need help. We all need help at some time. I don't like to be a burden. It's not a whether you be a burden or not. Do you know that someone had to hold up Jesus' cross for him? Jesus yeah. had to get help too. And I keep teaching, I keep telling y'all the same stuff. Y'all are allowing the enemy to come in and wreak havoc in your life any way that he can, through anything that he's going to use. Anything that he feels he has leverage to use against you, he's going to do it. It's okay to mourn because it's, it was life that God had given you. But as evidently God saw fit to take your babies to heaven, that they may be angels, not only for you, but for others. Just like your grandson. But also, before we got online, before anyone called in, God showed me this woman's face. It was, she was pale gray with long hair. And it was curly hair, not like a, a, a curly white woman, but a curly-haired black woman. And she was very strong. Her spirit is very strong. And as you were talking and you were talking about the death flowing through your family, we like to think of these things as generational curses of whatever the case may be. It's okay to go through a bereavement, period. But God does not want us to stay there because now we're telling God that he's not a comforter, 
Now we're telling God that there's nothing that he can do to satisfy us or to comfort us or to please us or to heal us or to deliver us. So we have to be careful on how we begin to mourn and grieve and even look at life all in itself because we have to know when the enemy truly has stepped in. Now, it may not have been the enemy to take your children or it may not have been the enemy to take your grandson. But the enemy is now wreaking havoc on how you are mourning. He's taking control to keep you bound where you're not around people, period, or even the body of Christ. And we have to be careful when we get backed up in a corner like that because now suicide sets in. Now you have all these other spirits that come because the house is not filled with the anointing of God. Now you have not allowed the light of God to shine and come forth because you want to be in darkness. We can't live in darkness because we are born of light. And that's where we have to begin to ask God, how do we come out? How do we overcome? How do we stand strong? Because no one, everyone takes death different. You know, some people you see their emotions, some you don't. You know, um, at times it's different levels where as a child we was taking it hard, but as we begin to grow, we take it differently. You know, it, it really may not phase you, but then again it may hit home depending on who the person is and things like that. So you also have to decipher those things. Excuse me, when you realize your level of acceptance, then you begin to, to pray and ask the Father, are these acts of you? Did this come from you? Because God has the power of life and death, but also did you fight for life or did you just accept death? Because the power also lies in our tongue. Prayer changes things. So when you're in prayer and you're asking God for something, was it more so of a materialistic thing or was it just a lustful way that you were thinking? So in your case, I'm hearing generational curse. Are you the only one in your family that has gone through miscarriage? Nope. No, my mom lost a set of twins. Uh 
my son said when his son died, he died with him. His soul died with him, so this is why he's going through what he's going through, and he's trying to find God and get closer to God. He said he understands his wrongdoing, and he's asking for forgiveness. He said he's trying to do, he's trying to get right, so he know what he did. So he understands. Prophet Beverly. Praise the Lord. Welcome. Mm-hmm. I want to read you a scripture, which is Matthew 7. Verses 7 and 8. Ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For every one that asks, receive, and he that seek, find. And to him that knock, it shall be opened. Matthew 18, 19, and 20. Again, I say unto you, that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my Father, which is in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am in the midst. John 14 and 13, And whosoever ye shall ask in my name, that will I do that the Father may be glorified in the Son. John 15, verse 7, If ye abide in me, and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what will, and it shall be done unto you. Psalms 37 and 4, Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Psalms 91 and 15, he shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. Psalms 145 and 18, verse through 19. The Lord is nigh unto all them that call upon him, to all that call upon him in truth. He will fulfill the desire of them that fear him. He also will hear their cry and will save them. Mark 11 and 24. Therefore I say unto you, whatever things you ask when ye pray, believe that ye receive them and ye shall have them. Matthew 21 and 22. And all things whatsoever ye ask in prayer, believe ye shall receive. First John 3 and 22, and whatsoever we ask, we receive of him, because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. Matthew 6 and 6, but thou, when thou pray, enter into thy closet, 
And when thou hast shut thy door, pray to thy father, which is in secret, and thy father, which is in secret, shall reward thee openly. Confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that ye may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. That's James 5 and 16. And in this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hear us, and if we know that we, he hear us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have petition that we desire of him. That's First John five fourteen and 14. I read these because I want you to understand when you are asking God anything in prayer, even when you petition him about something, you're bombarding him to the point where he has to answer. There's nothing that he can turn away from that he will not answer you. But if you're not believing within your own self that God will do it, you're already in a doubtful mind and God does not like us coming to him doubtfully. He likes for us to come wholeheartedly not in a doubtful state. I hope this is making sense yes. Yes, where you understand because we also have to know if we pray amiss, that means we're praying um, from a lustful way of being, a lustful thought process. And I'm not saying because of the death in the family, but because of the cursing. You have the power in your tongue to break these curses. God is giving you the power to strengthen the words that comes out of your mouth, where they have power, where they're not just being spoken just to be spoken of. You choose to stay in a vulnerable state, such as being depressed, um, you know, down, low. We have to be in a place where we can uplift ourselves because even the Apostle Paul had to encourage himself. And it's not an easy thing, but if you practice these things, you won't have to worry about the tormenting spirits that come. Now, I'm not for certain who this woman is, but I'm quite sure she has visited just about everybody on this line that I saw this morning. And she's not one that speaks. She just comes by to visit you. And I know that she is a witch because I could see with her pale gray skin. It looks like she's well in beauty, but she's not. You all have to be careful with getting into these funks where you feel like, I'm not going to reach out to nobody. I'm just going to shut down. I'm going to get quiet. 
it's okay to be quiet, but also reach out to those that you know that can reach heaven in prayer. They may not have to know the logistics of everything you're going through, but you need to let somebody know what you're going through so that the prayers of the righteous availeth much. Because you cannot do this on your own. You cannot care, even though your faults are your faults. James 5 and 16 says, Confess your faults one to another. And pray one for another that ye may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. This is how we overcome. This is how we endure and get over the pain. Some things you will never forget, and that's okay. But to be tormented and the process is not the way of God. It's not the way of God. That's the enemy's doing because he wants to keep you in this rut, in this dark place, this dark hole, because he wants you to keep revisiting, keep talking about it, you know, keep going back to the same thing versus declaring victory, declaring that I have the victory over the situation. I have victory, victory, victory is won. I hear victory ringing her bells. I have overcome this. I am strong. I am ambition. You know, my children are with the Lord. They are they're the angels for this family. They're the ones that's going to lead and guide us to our land of milk and honey. You don't think that you've done something wrong and the children did not live because of what you've done. There's many things that we don't have control over, but God has all control, and God knows best. Amen. Amen. See, what's happening in your case is the enemy does not want you to move forward. The enemy wants you to stay stagnant. And you you need strength. You need strength. About that this morning, I prayed and cried out for that this morning while I was reading my God's journal. I cried about that. I need strength. Yes, I did. (laughs) The enemy wants to keep you in this state where you can't move forward in life, nor can you move forward in God. I see a block right there. Before your strength, 
there's a block. Before you, there's a block. And all you see is this red block. It's, it's truly not even red. It's, it's like a washed-out old wall that's, that's just been there for, for centuries. And what it is is the same wall block that has been in your family for so long. that it it doesn't know how to let you go. So you have to make up in your mind this day if you're truly ready to let it go. And you, if you want these blocks out of the way so that you can truly move forward in life, you do the work. You get up, you pray, you fast, you talk to the Lord. But now there's more. You got to come up higher. You got to come out of your shell. You got to come out of that fear. God does not give us a spirit of fear, but a spirit of love and a sound mind. Psalms 40 and 1, I waited patiently for the Lord, and he inclined unto me and heard my cry. Luke 18 and 1, and he spoke a parable unto them to this end, that men ought always to pray and not to faint. God said that this is the year of release. If you are comfortable in the place you are in, it's not God. Luke 13 and 24 strives to enter in at the straight gate. For many, I say unto you, will seek to enter in and shall not be able. Luke 13 and 30. And behold, there are last which shall be first, and there are first which shall be last. Luke 14 and 11. For whosoever exalteth himself shall be abased, and he that humble himself shall be exalted. Luke 18 and 27. And he said, the things which are impossible with men are possible with God. And like you said, I've been trying to do it on my own. That's what you got to come out of. Because it is God that works these things within you, not you. Luke 21 and 36. Watch ye therefore and pray always that ye may be accounted worthy to escape all these things that shall come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. 
And when he was at the place, he said unto them, Pray that ye enter not into temptation. That's Luke 24 and 40. Praise the Lord. Welcome. Luke 22 and 42 says, Saying, Father, if thou be willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine will be done. Hallelujah. Oh, God, not thine will, but your will be done, oh, God. Asking God to remove this cup from you is saying, Heavenly Father, whatever is ailing me to keep me from your will, either I'm dealing with death, either I'm dealing with post-traumatic stress, as I'm dealing with depression, anxiety, setbacks, letbacks, letdown, hurting heart, body aching, ailments of health, mental uh, instability, whatever this cup may be for you. You go to Luke 22 and 42 saying, Father, if thou be willing, Remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine will be done. Hallelujah, God. Is there anyone else we're giving testimonies, interpretation of dreams? Praise reports, um, a, a report came forth for those that are late. Um, Mother, do you desire to go back through and give the report of praise? Apostle Shadar? Yes. I have something for it. That was Sister Sonia? Tanya, yes. You said Tanya? Yes. Oh, okay. Um, this is Pastor Marcia, Sister Tanya. And soon as you soon as you start speaking on your situation, um, the Lord dropped this in my spirit. And I just want to say, you know, my heart goes out to you and your family for your losses. And I'm going to paraphrase a little bit. It's the book of Ruth. And and I'm just going to give it to you like he gave it to me. And what he was saying is he's going to restore your joy and that your latter days, will be greater than your former days. The scripture in the book of Ruth that he showed me was um, Ruth chapter 1. And I think it starts in about the the 18th verse. 
And if you know, if you remember the story, she, you know, she's getting ready. She lost her husband and she lost um, her two sons, and she's getting ready to go back to uh, Jerusalem. I think it's Bethlehem. Getting ready to go back to Bethlehem, and her and her daughter-in-law is wanting to come with her, Ruth. Mm-hmm. But in the um, I'm sorry, it's the 19th verse. In the 19th verse, about the middle of the verse, it says. When they got to Bethlehem, it says that all the city was excited because of them. And the woman said, is this Naomi? But she said to them, do not call me Naomi. Call me Mara. For the Almighty has dealt very bitterly with me. I went out full, and the Lord has brought me home again empty. But as we go throughout the book, we get to the place where um, Ruth meets Boaz. Boaz is a relative to Naomi. And the end of the story is Boaz and Ruth get together, and they have a child together, which is Obed. Obed has Jesse, and Jesse has David. And out of the lineage of David comes Jesus. So in the story, what the Lord is saying, you know, you may you may feel, you know, everybody goes go through losses. We we all go through losses. But the Lord is going to restore your joy. Amen. You will be full again. You know, and whatever that process is for you, just know that the Lord is with you in it all. And just remember, at the end of it, you will have greater days. You know, what you lost will be restored, however the Lord sees fit. I hope this blesses you. Is there anyone else that has anything for Sister Tanya? Prophet Alicia, is God speaking to you? Minister Dolores, does the Lord um, decide to give any word or do your seed? Does the Lord desire, did the Lord speak to you as far as um, Sister Tanya's? Um, Dreaming of seeing the baby. That that's an angel. God is letting them know that it's not 
he's taken them, the baby, away for a sacrifice. But God is wanting them to break this curse. God wants them to come together as a family and strengthen themselves. God wants them to come together collaboratively. And God wants her to take her hands off her son and give it to him so he can guide him, he can lead him, and let God be in the midst of his life because he's, his heart is yearning now because God is trying to show him that he is the way. He is the truth. He's the one and true God, and nothing can be done without him. We have to understand that when we give our children back to God, all we do is pray. Well, God has already predestined a destiny for for your child. So just pray. Don't give negative vibes. Don't give a negative comment. Keep encouraging and just keep praying. God will lead him to where he's going. It's a situation I had been in with my son. And when I took my hands off and stopped telling him what to do, not to do, how to do it, God took him from me for 17 years. He locked him up for 17 years. But my son came back out a different person because he went in and was a Muslim. And he was a Muslim till maybe seven years ago. And he said, I know who God truly is. It took him 10 years to truly find who God is. So he has came out, and all he is doing now is seeking God. He's seeking God. He's asking for scriptures. He, he's, he's making his way, but in God's time. So just keep praying that God give your son the strength, you know, and I would put him on my prayer list because I have a grandson who's going through the same thing. So I just put him on the prayer list. And it's not for you to feel bad, not to be ashamed, not to be a burden. I didn't put you here to be a burden. God wants you to use your story to strengthen other women, other grandmas. Amen. And while we have you, um, Minister Dolores, can you go ahead and um, give your testimony for those that are late getting on the line? Oh, um, prophetess prophesied um, when we was on the line to heal him without scars um, about God told me to empty my refrigerator. And I was baffled because I'm like, I don't have the money to replace what's in here. And at first I was hesitant, but I went on and I did. I emptied my refrigerator because she she said, even this little bottle of ketchup and you had it for four months, she said, get rid of it. And I cleaned my refrigerator out and I looked and I was like, Lord, how am I going to replenish this? I don't have the money. And... Two days later, when I said my refrigerator was replenished 
with the food that he wanted me to eat. And my refrigerator is so full. My freezer, I have a stand-up freezer, it's full to the brim. And it's nothing that I went to buy. It was somebody who took me to buy it. Uh. Amen. <laughs> yes. And I was shocked because they called me, say, I'm going to take you to the store to get groceries. Overwhelming. Overwhelming. But, yes, the prophecy was manifested within two days after I cleaned my refrigerator. Everything. Before I go on, is there anyone else? It's important for us to testify so that someone else can catch hold of faith. And work and walk out their salvation with God. It's not about telling your business or embarrassing you or anything. But you must tell the goodness of Jesus so that others will know that he is real. I know God for myself. I've tried him. Is there anyone else with a praise report? I just want to say... Uh giving honor to the Lord. You know, we've been working on our house here. And um, we got the house, and the house totally needs to totally be redone as far as uh, inside. You know, it had paneling and all that kind of stuff on it, but I do the work. So I've taken everything out, put drywall in and all that, but I just want to give glory to God that he has supplied everything we needed and um, supply the money to get everything we need. And through all this COVID, this, that, and the other, uh, I remember when a two-by-four was $2 and maybe 50 cents, and now a two-by-four is about $23 just for one. Uh. And um, I've been buying like an hour later. You know, God has provided. But... Through all of this, I have a cousin that lives across the street from me. And we, when I came from, when we came from New York, you know, as soon as I got in the city limits, my um, head gasket cracked. So and my car messed up. And through all that, was the devil using him trying to buy my car, trade me my car for a motorcycle, this, that, and the other. Trying to keep me down, didn't want to see me with anything. And the car was nice looking car, had ring dollar on it. But um, anyway, end up I kept my car. God blessed us with a brand new pickup off the floor through some circumstances of family money that I was supposed to be getting. They took. I had to let the truck go. And with all of that said, he and I had words because he was, my family owns property out here and it belongs to my side of the family. We have the same last name, but it's my grandfather's property. And now God has placed me over the property. And um, 
for years, he's running around telling people that it's his property, their property, taking people out there. And if you didn't know it was out there and you were in our family, you wouldn't know it was there. But now quite a few people know that property is there. And um, I had some timber cut off of it through all that. That's what I'm talking about. The money was taken. But through all that, he was shown up in the community because he was telling people that's his property and, you know, trying to act big. And when I came, you know, everything was set in order. So it made him out to be a liar, as he, he is. It's just what he does a lot of the time. So with that said, we had words one day, and he told me you need to fix that Ragley A at the house. And, and so God has been blessing us to fix it, buying everything new. And the word says that God will make your enemies your footstool. And he has made him my footstool. He's put him under my foot. And um, with that, one day he said, what he said, we was talking about something. He was so mad because he got showed up. He come out and out and out of the house and the yard and started yelling yelling at me back and forth. We were going back and forth and he said his words when he and when he said he meant it from his heart. And he said, um he he told me that F he said F U he said F Jesus. Oh. And uh yeah, he tried oh. to yeah, I call them penitentiary Muslims. You know, they're Christians, but when they go into penitentiary and meet these black people, they say we the Israelites, chosen people of God. He, he, one of them penitentiary Muslims. Well, with him saying that, I've seen God totally bring him down. He's still bringing him down, stripping him. And um, God, through all that, God has blessed us, and he said he's going to put his glory over our house, over our property, and he has. And I've totally changed the look of his house, you know, the way it looks, remodeling the outside, all of it. But God has put him under my foot, and he's reaping what he has sown. And so me testifying and saying that no matter what you're going through, and what you're dealing with, and who's against you, God will show himself supreme, and he will supply everything you need, and you won't lack for nothing, and we haven't lacked. You know, God has blessed us financially. I can't tell you the last time we've been broke. You know, we God has blessed us to have money into the thousands, and, um, I just thank God, and it's all been God, and um, uh, it's just God, so be encouraged. Amen. Is there anyone else, praise reports, um, interpretation of a dream or vision, um, the floor is open. The portals are open. God is moving and flowing. Any questions? Um, anything you may want to share with any sister or brother on the line of what you've heard thus far?
All right. Hello, Shadon. Uh-huh. Go ahead. Well, it was two of us was ready to say something. You can go ahead. You want to go? Oh. Well, this is Sonia, and I wanted to tell Tanya uh, I really feel for her, and I'll be praying for her. But this coming April the 29th will be my 50th. And I thank God for that because I went through a lot just to get to 50th. In in in, in 1994, I had I was pregnant with twins, and because I had cervix cervix cancer, they had to take my cervix out, and they just slipped down. And then as time went on, and I kept asking why, and it was just like. It was saying it was for my good, and I couldn't understand why it was for my good. But as I look back, I went through home. I was homeless. I went through so much sickness. And I, I probably would have been wondering who was going to take care of my kids if I would have kept them. And he just showed me how things was going that I've been through in my life, and that would have probably would have had me to really think and would have been more a burden on me because I would have been trying to figure out what I was going to do with my kids. So as I went through all that, I was homeless, couldn't find a job, but I did have one child, which I had to give him to my mom to raise while I tried to find myself and why I had to try to look for a job. And then the doctors were telling me there's nothing that they can do. And I heard this three times in my life that it was nothing else that they can do. And they would send me home. And I would say, well, um, it's nothing else they can do. But you can do this for me. So they said that I was like, y'all don't know the God that I serve. I don't think that God has brought me this far and all the things that I've been through for him to give up on me now. So I'm going to say this. Sometimes we go through things in our lives and we don't understand at that time. And then he'll bring it up in little spurts so we can, like, okay, now I understand. I understand now. I understand. He feels that sometimes he don't want us to go through some of the things that we will go through if things were set there in front of us. And he keeps us from that. And I realized that he did that for me. You may not see it right now. But as you look back over your lives and all the things that you have been through, and you can say, God, you did that. You saved me from going through that. You kept me through that. When you ain't even know where your food was coming from. You didn't Uh know how you was going to go to place to place and where you was going to lay your head. 
But then when I look back at all that, I say, I I thank him for keeping me from all that and trying to figure out all the other stuff that was going to come with that. So now I'm in a position where if I don't get what I want, I kind of understand a little bit because it's for my good. And then I realized it later, like, he did that for me. He didn't give that to me because he knew what was best for me. So that's why I'm I'm trying to say stay on his, I mean, trust him. If you don't do nothing else, trust him with the littlest things until your trust becomes bigger than what you can imagine. Because he'll do that for you when you don't even see no way. And always keep a song in your heart. And when you keep a song in your heart, know that that is God telling you, I'm here. I'm here. And people used to ask me why I cried so much. It's because... This preacher said, why you cry so much? God can't hear you when you're doing so much crying. He said, I know your mom used to tell you, stop crying so I can understand you. And then I said, well, I wonder why he, I'm hurting, and he telling me, stop crying? And then I realized that I had to tell God what I actually wanted so he can understand what I was saying. Because when you get sick and tired of being sick and tired of being sick and tired, only thing you have to do is say, all right, God, I just give it everything over to you, and I have to trust you when I can't trust nobody else. And he he would do it. It's hard, but he would actually do it because your good days will outweigh your bad days. And then you will come to a point of, okay, I'm not thinking about it. I'm laying it down for him, and I'm praying, and I feel okay about it. You don't feel guilty, don't feel ashamed, don't feel none of that because when once he comes fully in, you'll be like, okay, I can smile today, I can laugh, and I can just be in a good mood today just because he's God. That's all I have to say, just to be encouraged. Amen. Amen. Beautiful testimony. I was hearing everything you were saying, and I'm sitting here like, wow, homelessness. Been through it right along with her, having kids. Had to give up a child to my mom. I went through hope, Father God. <clears throat> Won't he do it? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I see it, Apostle. Thank I you. I know you do, baby. <laughs> it's God. we got to trust him. But we try to do it, we'll never see it. We are always going to see what's right in front of us. God has that view that he can see beyond, through, and past all. He He can see. He knows. That's why I said we need to be in the company of each other. I didn't send that message out yesterday about the daughters of Zion for nothing. Because we need it. There's a lot that God has instilled within me. And I pray you all answer the call so that you don't miss your, your opportunity for your growth. It, it's to help you. Is there anyone else has anything else to share or say?
right. I want to share these few scriptures with you conducive to where we are, the space we're in before God closes this door and opens up the prophetic realm. I want you to understand your Christian walk. He gave me this back in July the 12th of 2016. Why you will go through all the days of your life. One day may be better than the next day. Second Timothy chapter 3 verse 12. Ye and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. Second Timothy 1 and 9. Who have saved us and called us with an holy calling, not according to our work, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. 2 Timothy 1 and 10, but is now made manifest by the appearing of our Savior, Jesus Christ, who has abolished death and has brought life and immortality to life through the gospel. What is life? The ability to grow, change, etc., that separates plants and animals from things like water or rocks, the period of time, life and death, immortality, the ability to live forever, eternal life, abolish, formally put an end to, to end the uh, awareness or effect of, to get rid of or destroy. Second Timothy 1 and 7. For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but the, of power and of love and of a sound mind. Second Timothy 1 and 6. Wherefore I put thee in the remembrance that thou sit, that thou stir up the gift of God which is in you, which is in thee, by the pulling, putting on of my hand. Second Timothy 2 and 3. Thou, therefore, endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Second Timothy 2 and 4. No man that weareth entangleth himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who have chosen him to be a soldier. Second Timothy 2 and 7. Consider what I say, and that the Lord give thee understanding in all things. Second Timothy 2 and 10. Therefore I endure all things for the elect's sake, that they may also obtain the salvation which Christ Jesus with eternal glory. When he talks about the elect, he's talking about those that he has chosen and called. 
because you got to remember you have a lot of people out here that have chosen themselves. They're trying to work out and walk salvation themselves, but we clearly see that you cannot do anything without God. Second Timothy 2 and 16, but shun profane and vain babblings, for they will increase unto more ungodliness. Meaning, when we doubt, when we murmur, when we complain, when we go and talk about a situation overtly to the excessiveness where it should not be, now you're going into things that's ungodly. And this is what we need to learn about our Christian walk or our Christ walk. Second Timothy 2 and 19, nevertheless, the foundation of God stands sure, having this seal, the Lord knoweth them that are his, and let every one that nameth the name of Christ depart from inequity, inequity, inequity. Second Timothy 2 and 21, if a man therefore purge himself from these, he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified, and meet for the, for the master's use, and prepared unto every good work. Second Timothy 2 and 24, and the servant of the Lord must not strive, but be gentle unto all men. Opt to teach and patience. Correction. God did not say to me that you were my assignment. You said that, but because you are the teachable, he's allowing me to teach you and make you aware of. And that's what God does. He opens our eyes. He opens our spirits. He, he, he prepares the atmosphere before us so that we are aware of what there is to come or what's going on around us. As long as we remain teachable and not harden our hearts, not be so rock-like where nothing can penetrate in, but we got to be broken down. We should be able to be porous that whatever comes our way, no matter what situation we're in, we should be able to be taught or learn something from it because it's not going to be the last time that you revisit or you see that situation. Because your sistering or your brethren in Christ may go through the same thing that you have already come out of. And God may use you to establish a friendship or relationship with them so that you can help them see their way out. Amen. Amen. Prophet Swenson, is the Lord talking to you? Does the, anyone have anything to add or share before I go? No. Uh-uh. I mean, he's always talking, but I don't have anything to share right now. 
Let me share Luke twelve twenty two and 24. And he said unto his disciples, Therefore, I say unto you, Take no thought for your life, what ye shall eat, neither for the liberty, what ye shall put on. Consider the ravens, for they neither sow nor reap, which neither have storehouses nor barns, and God feedeth them. How much more are you better than the fowl? Luke twelve seven eight nine. But even the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Fear not, therefore, ye are of more value than money, than many sparrows. Also I say unto you, Whosoever shall confess me before men, him shall the Son of Man also confess before the angels of God. But he that denieth me before men shall be denied before the angels of God. And it's the Ketohoshana Masi. Yarabahandro Hoshana Masa. Woshekete Yoho. Mandiriosa Yabasi. Oh, God bless your holy name, God. For we're always having to be presented before the angels of God. You don't want to go without being presented before the angels of God because they are God's number one true messengers. And when you're going through... You don't want to be standing in the abyss of nothing thinking your prayers are being heard and answered or your petitions are being made known because really who's listening is the enemy. That's why it's important that we have the gift of speaking in other tongues, that we are called and chosen by God and by his grace and mercy we're covered. Because we should be at a point now where we're not fighting that level and that brick area of having to go through the imps of the devil in order for our prayers to be heard in heaven. We should be able to break through those barriers now, and we should be able to bombard heaven in a holy way. Amen. Um, I know we have already begun service. I allow God to move how he wants to move. I cannot tell you that service is going to be the same from one Sunday to the next. But I pray that you all be on time, be obedient, and I thank you for your time. Now I open up in prayer and I say welcome unto you all. Welcome to Wells of Living Waters, Springing Up Ministries. Also, we have um, Heal Without Scars, 
We are partnered with them, which is a ministry out of North Carolina, um, that we reverence each other. Um, that ministry is um, founded and led under the authority of Pastor Maxine. She will come and fellowship with us in September for the revival, the refresh start, where is your mind revival. Also, I've sent out for those who are looking for um, a partnering of ministry to sit as daughters of Zion. Um, God given me a mandate to be keep to be a keeper of the women, and I am picking back up from the end of 2019. God has asked me to open the doors for you all to come in. Um, please go online and register. Um, that we would know how to better serve you and for you to answer the call if God is calling you um, to join us. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day, God. We thank you for the use of our limbs, strength, and our bodies. Lord God, we pray for those that are struggling, Lord God, in their bodies, in their health, Lord God. We ask that you would give them a touch of your power to be healed, to be delivered, to be sanctified, Lord God, to be strengthened in their minds, Lord God, strengthening their bodies, strengthen their organs, their hearts, Lord. Ask, Lord God, that the body will function in the way that you called and ordained for it to function, oh God. Father God, as we go through our rainy days, our stormy days, God, that we do not be subject to be gloom as the day may be, God, but subject to be filled with joy, peace that surpasses all understanding, oh God. Father God, that we will continue to walk with our shield, Lord God, our sword, Father, our helmet, our feet shod, our belt on, Lord God, that we are always armored up and ready for battle. Lord God, that we will continuously to walk by faith and not by sight. Oh God, we pray that those are crying out, oh Lord, what must I do to be saved? Lord God, what must I do to turn my life around? Lord God, what must I do to come out of this horrible pit, this mockumentary clay, oh God? Father God, even those that need to be put back upon the potter's wheel, to be constructed all over again, God. Father God, I pray that you would do these things in our lives, Father. Father God, I pray for Sister Tanya that you would move those barriers, those brick walls, the generational curses, God, shall be broken, Father, that all shall be sent back into the pit of hell, that you would chain up the devil, Lord God, that's trying to commit this premature suicide, God, this premature death, Lord God, but let her come out and come up hither, come up higher spiritually in you, God, that she may be inclined, Father, that she will get off this small island, God, to see that there is more in life, more into the Christian walk, more into the faith. As you, hey, Tomosa, as you step out to the Mosi and you take one step, oh, God will begin to lead and guide and cover you and shield you, that you're able to take five more steps. 
over and over and over again that he continually to cover you. Lead your way, Lord God. Lead the footsteps, oh God. Lead through the pathways, Father. Father God, when we pray, thanking you, God, for your glorious and wondrous works, Father, as you've given the prophet to speak your word, God, that your word has come and returned unto you, oh God, that it was come to pass, Father, but it does not return unto you, boy, God. And we thank you for the manifestations, Lord God that shall yet come to pass, Father. Father God, yet though we're tarrying and praying and waiting for him, God, that you open up old doors, Lord God, that we close that we should not have closed, Father. But God, even open the new doors, Lord God, and close all old doors that need to be closed, locked, sealed, Lord God, that they shall not be open no longer, Father. And Father God, all things that are behind those doors shall not try to come in our pathway, O oh Lord God, and revisit us again, God. But Father God, all things that need to be buried and dead and burned, Lord God, to ashes, Father, ashes to ashes and dust to dust, God. By and by, O oh God, do we come, Father. Father God, we come bold to your throne of grace, asking for forgiveness, oh God, of those things that we have done, Lord God, knowingly, unknowingly, sparingly, unsparing, Lord God, spoken and unspoken, God, seen and unseen, Lord, heard and unheard, oh God. Father God, we ask, Lord God, if there's anyone that we have committed these things to or upon, Father God, we ask for their forgiveness, Lord God. Father God, whether we know that we've hurt them or not, God, but Father God, let us all come forth on one accord, confessing our faults one to another, that we all may be healed, delivered, Lord God, that we may live a life free, peaceful unto you. And Father God, as we continuously just walk in you, Lord God, that you will strengthen us even the more through our moanings and groanings, Lord God, that you know what we're going through. You know what we're saying, God. And, Father God, I pray thank you for all the clergy on the line that is putting up with the work, Lord God, the workload, Father. We ask that you strengthen them, Father. Increase their territory, Lord God. Increase their mind, Lord God. And give them the wisdom, the knowledge, Father, and the knowing how, the know-how to move forward, to do what you call them to do, to write their books, to write their songs, to sing, Lord God to speak, Lord God, as you've given us word to speak, Father. Father God, touch their minds, Lord God, that we have a sober way of thinking. Lord God, that we're not like the drunkards rearing to and fro, but we will speak and teach the sound doctrine. In the mighty name of Jesus, God, I pray, Lord. Amen, amen, and amen. Amen. There's one song that I would like to play. Um, is there anyone that has anything to say or share before we move forward? I'm going to play this song. Everybody, come on, put your hands up here. Make some noise. Pipe it up. Oh, the 
Lord, I just wanted to share that with you all because I want you to know that your best days are yet to come. The best days are yet to come. And you need to understand how God works and how he moves. He hears us, he feels us, he understands, but it's in his timing, and we must give him time to move. Is there anyone that has anything to share or say at this time? Hold his um, his bottom. Hold his bottom like that, yes. Okay, um, if not, I'm going to bring on Mr. Angela. I'm sure. Good afternoon, thanks of God. Um, I'm just coming to you today because I want to um, share my mandate that God has given me. And um, some of you probably have heard me speak about it before, but God gave me a mandate actually last year, (laughs) 
And, you know, God gives us things and sometimes we lay on it. But he gave me a mandate last year that he brought back to my attention again this year. So I know it's something that has to be done for the women to get together and begin to intercede for our men because we want our men to come back and to take their rightful places um, in the homes and society. And um, this mandate, as he has keeps bringing it forward to me, it's not just about, a, it's not a black thing. Every home has been without, not every home, but every nationality, every race that we can get to come together because everybody has a story to tell, a son, a father, a brother, a nephew. But it is a mandate that we women need to get together, and we need the men I need the men to come forth and tell their stories because it's only them that can come forth and tell the story that we will know how to effectively to pray for them. They have the story. We see the story because we're the women that birthed them. We know our, our sons. But I, I want them to come and tell the story. So um, as I stated before, uh, I am getting it all together as the Lord would have me. But um, if anyone knows of anyone who has a story to tell, it could be a, a, a young man that did, grew up in the home without a father or somebody that struggled on the street for years and have seen the hand of God move in their life. The mandate is, is for us women to get together and pray for these men. We birth these men. So who better to pray for these men than us women? We know them. We know. And so I thank God today. Um, keep me in prayer um, as this mandate is going to go forth. And uh, because we have a five-fold ministry on this prayer line here, um, I will be, if it's okay, um, asking a lot of you for your assistance, especially the women. And uh, as we have Pastor Vernon on the line, um, he has been dropped in my spirit as well to be a speaker on it as well. So I thank God for you all, and thank God for Apostle Don for giving me the time to um, um, put it out there, put everybody on notice. Apostle Don, I'll turn it back over to you. Um, and, Father, I'm going to pray for this mandate. Um, if you all would um, touch and agree with me in prayer about it, um, I'm going to pray now. Heavenly Father, Oh, God, oh, Lord, our God. Father God, you are the epitome. You are the epitome of family, of life. You created family. You created life, God. And, Father God, we thank you, God, that uh, we women, God, you gave us a womb to birth. And we birthed these men, God. Father, you saw these men before they were formed in our wombs. And, Father God, you brought these men out, God, and you gave them a place. You created them before you created us, oh, God. And so now, God, I come asking you today, and as I ask you, God, I come with faith, God, knowing that if there is anything that will move you today, faith moves you, God. And so, God, as we stand together this day on one accord, and as we stand touching and agreeing, 
and where there are two or more gathered in your name, you said you are in the midst of it. So I know that you hear this prayer, God, because the first effectual prayer of a righteous body of Christ will avail much. Yes, Now, God, put thine holy hand on this mandate, God. Yes, that when Lord. it's all said to done, however far you want it to go, God, wherever you want it to go, that many of our men will be touched and many will be saved. Yes. God, we come up against now the adversary that keeps killing our men out here, God, taking their lives away, God. We come up against you, Satan, today. God has given us the power to trample over scorpions. He's given us the power speak, and it is so. So today, Father, we speak with the authority and the power that has been given to us under the unctioning of the anointing of the Holy Spirit, God. We speak now in the name of Jesus, God. And we decree and declare, God, this mandate shall go forth, God, and no weapon that is formed against it, it shall not prosper, God. And every tongue that puts his mouth on it, God, you said you would condemn it, God. So, God, we thank you today, God for what you're going to do, God. And we praise you for it, God. And, God, we praise you for our sons, oh, God. We praise you for the healing and the deliverance that's going to take place, God, because it's when you show up, God, and when your anointing sets in place, God, that only, God, it's going to be deliverance and healing, God, addictions and, God, and everything that they've gone through, God. Deliverance, God, is going to be in the house, God. From state to state, nationality to nationality, God, from the young down to the old, God, Father, have your way, God, and let your will be done. And we decree and declare that this mandate is so in the name of Jesus, and we thank you for it. In Jesus' name we pray. (laughs) Apostle Donna, back over to you. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. It's important that we lift up our men, our Godheads, the men, because they are to stand on the front line first. But us as women, we're supposed to be wailing. The church does not open the doors for the women to wail. They don't open up the doors for the women to come and speak. Because you have a one-man band show. But we all must come together and do what thus saith the Lord. As the woman, you're to keep the house. As the woman, you're supposed to wear your modest apparel. As a woman, you're supposed to be seen and not really heard. But you're a presence. As you enter into the atmosphere, we're an atmosphere shifter. That's a whole other teaching that I will teach you soon. But. You must know your worth, whether you are a man or a woman. Understand whose you are and whose you are. Because when you are a kingdom kid, you have more power and authority than you think you do. But you must know to move in the right posture, be in the right lane. Because some of you have been operating out of order. But now God has you back in order, 
and I want to share with you First Corinthians chapter 12 about spiritual gifts for different uses. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I would not have you ignorant, God says. Ye know that ye were Gentiles, carried away unto these dumb idols, even as ye were led. Wherefore, I give you to understand that no man speaking by the Spirit of God calleth Jesus accursed, and that no man can say that Jesus is the Lord, but by the Holy Ghost. Now there are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are differences of administrations, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of operations, but it is the same God which worketh all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. For to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom, to another the word of knowledge by the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gift of healing by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophesy, to another discerning of spirits, to another diverse kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. But all these work is the one and the self-same spirit, dividing to every man several as he will. For as the body is one and hath many members, and all the members of that one body being many are one body, so also is Christ. For by one spirit are we all baptized into one body, whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be made to drink into one spirit, excuse me, whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be made, I mean, whether we be bound or free, and have been all made to drink into one spirit. For the body is not one member, but many. If the foot shall say, because I am not the hand, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? And if the ear shall say, because I am not the eye, am I not the body, is it therefore not of the body? If the whole body were an eye, where were the hearing? If the whole body were hearing, where were the smelling? But now has God set the members, every one of them in the body, as it hath pleased him. And if they were all one member, where were the body? But now are they many members, yet but one body. And the eye cannot say unto the hand, I have no need of thee, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. And I'm going to just stop there because it's a familiar scripture. But I know we're working on everybody's spirituality and who you are in Christ, your growth in him, your spiritual giftings. And I want you to know that you cannot do it on your own. No matter how you look at it, no matter how it seems, 
you cannot do it on your own. We have a lot of things coming up within the, the upcoming year, going through next year, and we need all hands on deck. We need everybody to help. I don't want you to feel like you can't do something, you're not holy enough, you're not worthy, because it's not true. You may need to come up a little higher than where we may be or where somebody else is, but you that's between you and God. You don't measure yourself according to other people and where you are or where they are in Christ. You just focus on you and allow God to work on you and do what he needs to do through you. Because what he may have working in you will bless somebody else that you have to come across or someone that may be in your same vicinity. And because you are allowing fear to factor in where God does not dwell, now you're allowing the enemy to win and take over that soul. And eventually he'll begin to take over you and your soul when you work this far and this hard to get to where you are in Christ. Don't give up now. Keep fighting the good fight of faith. Keep working out your salvation with God because it's only God that knows the end. I'm just trying to help you get to your destiny. I'm trying to help you be that daughter of Zion that God wants you to be. Everybody doesn't wear the same clothes. Everybody doesn't dress the same. Everyone doesn't smell the same. And we surely don't look the same. And we definitely don't eat the same. But we all can help one another in the same manner, in the likeness of God, because he created all things. And allow your power to be with you. Your power is what you've endured throughout life. So when it comes to you having to minister or preach or testify, yeah, your fire is going to be different. Yes, your level of anointing is going to be different because you didn't have to endure what I've endured. I didn't have to endure what you endured. But the measure of what I've gone through in my life is the fuel that I have. It's the power. So when you look back over your life, you don't look back to feel sorry or guilty for yourself. You look back to see how much weaponry, how much power do you have. Because one that has not gone through anything, that must be a perfect man or that must be a perfect woman. And the last that I've heard and seen that Jesus was the only perfect one. And even there was one that was perfect, but he even got tried. And his name was Job. So I encourage you all today. I'm definitely not going to hold you any longer. Um, you know, I've given you what thus saith the Lord as far as the word is concerned, um, if there's any concerns or questions, um, anything else for prayer, uh, any dream interpretations, if you want to be dedicating anything back to the Lord, if you want to 
remove anything out of your life, you know, um, if you just want to lay prostrate on the altar but you, you need help, you know, you need to be taught some things, you know, open up. Let let us know what you need. The elders are here, you know. The, let's not continually to have the word be spoken of as the laborers are few but the harvest is plenty. Let's reverse that, that God will have to put more seed in the ground for us because we're harvesting these things out in a timely manner. Let's begin to be about our Father's business because when you work out God's work, your work is already done. It's complete. It's finished. By the time you get finished doing the will and the work of God, God has already done what you need. Amen. Hallelujah. Mm. Hallelujah. Is there someone else needs to say anything? The floor is open. Um, I know y'all wait for me to prophesy. Oh, Jesus. Anyone else have anything to say? Mm. 